ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is the Thursday, November 4th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can be a part of our program by calling us on our White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw, hard seltzer, it is made pure. The text line is also open for you at 304-523-2275. That is 304-523-2275. Looking forward to get your text. And, of course, uh, we do things the old-fashioned way sometimes on Twitter, at Paul Swan. Imagine, isn't Twitter, like, old-fashioned now? It's not as old as Facebook. Facebook's kind of old. It's, uh, I mean, we're not talking MySpace here, but Twitter's kind of... It's kind of old. We're not doing TikTok on this program. I'm just going to tell you that right now up front, and I'm going to be very quite and very quite honest with you. I don't want an extra emphasis there. Very quite. Yeah, very quite. Not doing TikTok. I posted one TikTok video. If you can find it, uh, good luck. Good luck there. Uh, what's coming up on the show today? Well, we've got Tony Kemper. I'm looking forward to talking to Tony. Marshall's taking on Bluefield State Tuesday night. That's going to be a 6 o'clock tip. We will talk to the head boss of the Marshall women's team. That's coming up here a little bit later on. Also, Dave Wilson's going to join us. He's making the trip. Marshall FAU, that is coming up on Saturday. Dave is going to be on hand and looking forward to talking to him. We haven't done that in a while. And there was a media availability earlier today with Dan D'Antoni, so I've got a couple of highlights from that. Talked to Dan a little bit about uh, what improvements has he seen, trying to make between the exhibition game and this point. He talked a little bit about the coaches, some of the things he wants to see from the team also. You Pike coming in. UPike's an okay program. They've they've been a champion as uh, far as what they've done recently. Maybe not title-worthy, but still always a solid program there. So looking forward to that. As I mentioned, your phone call. So all of that's coming up. And Twitter was fun yesterday. Twitter continued afterwards. We talked about the bowl projections that came out from one service. They actually sent them to me just to kind of get me in the loop, want me to talk about them. So... Yeah, bravo, well done. And it seems that some people like Boca. It seems that some people don't want to go back to Boca anytime soon. They they also maybe don't want to go see the herd play NIU again. And that's the thing. Yeah, I didn't emphasize that when I asked the question. Maybe I should have, but that's already been done. Marshall's done that. You don't want to do a bowl match that's kind of recent. I mean, if it was Marshall taking on an opponent that it's never seen, that's exciting. If it's Marshall taking on an opponent that you've seen before, like Marshall and maybe a school out of the Mid-American Conference, they're not necessarily going to excite you, right? You've seen that. Marshall was in the Mid-American Conference. That's not a slight on the Mac, but you've kind of seen that matchup. I mean, how would you feel if Marshall was playing Western Kentucky in a bowl? I don't know if you'd feel good about that. Nothing against Western Kentucky. It's just you've seen that. You want to see something new. You want to go somewhere new. You want to do something that you haven't done before. I mean, after all, it's a bowl. It's other than to the players, it's inconsequential. You win a bowl trophy. You can talk about how you finish the season right. But at the end of the day, college football playoff is kind of 
taken that thunder a little bit further, plus the fact that I still think there are too many bulls. But all that said, there is the bull swag. Those kids get the bull swag, depending on the bowl you go to. The bowl swag is good. Say if you go to the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, what are you getting at the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl? You're getting a PlayStation. Come on. You're getting a PlayStation. That's why, see, Xbox needs to sponsor a bowl. Then kids can go get an Xbox. Anything PlayStation does, Xbox should do, right? Right, no, that's not what we, we signed up for today when we, we turned on the radio to listen to the show. So Tony Kemper is coming on. Dave Wilson is going to join me. I'm looking forward to uh, talking to both of those gentlemen. Savannah Wheeler. I'm going to talk to Coach about her number. Because there's, that's not a coincidence. I don't know if you know what Savannah Wheeler's number is. I'll give you a hint. It's between three and five. On the back of her jersey, four Wheeler. We're going to talk to Coach Kemper about that. I'll tell you what. I want to talk to Tony now. So let's go ahead, get our break in. When we come back. Tony Kemper, head coach, Marshall women's basketball team. We'll talk to him about Bluefield State coming up. Also, the regular season beginning for uh, many of his uh, young ladies. Finally, a, a a true start. It'll feel like a regular season again, so we're getting close to that. And what the Sun Belt means to him, all of that. And, of course, I want to get your feedback in. The text line, again, 304-523-2275. And the phone line. 877-420-TALK. All of this is coming up when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Marshall Women's Basketball in action Tuesday night, taking on Bluefield State. Six o'clock affair at the Cam Henderson Center. You know what that means. That means it's time to talk to Tony Kemper. He joins us on the program now. Bluefield State, first real action for your squad, and you're going to tell me everything you possibly know about them. So everyone's educated, right, Coach? You got your scout in front of you. You know it. You know, you know all their tendencies. You know everything there is to know about Bluefield State. Well, I'm gonna, I'm, you better go to the next question. If you're asking me everything I know about Bluefield State, I don't have a lot yet. So, you got a roster. I know that have, much. I know that we much. We have a roster. We've got a roster. Um, they've got a new coach this year. Um, so we know a little bit about personnel, but we're a little bit blind yet on what they're going to do. They do play tonight, so we'll try to – We'll try to get a hold of that action and get prepared for Tuesday. So we we are definitely excited to get it kicked off, and I, I think this is um, this is really going to be a really exciting group to watch. So um, we may not know exactly what we're doing on Tuesday yet, but I know they'll be ready and they'll be excited to play. All right, good preview. Thanks, Coach. I appreciate your time. With this um, that, is it. That, that'll is it, do it. Is it that challenging for just the start of the season? 
to go out against an opponent and I know you don't just say, oh, just go out and play. I'll, I'll, we'll see how it looks at halftime. You're trying to f- work on what you do, your fundamentals, everything you're trying to do. Is it more that type of chess match, just going out there and, and trying to force your will on the other team? Yeah, I mean, I think early in the year, this is this is somewhat typical. You know, I mean, uh, you know, further example, Moorhead State, they've got a brand new coach. That's our third game of the year, so that we're not going to have a lot of um, film on how how Coach Petrie likes to play Moorhead State. I, I just think, you know, you have turnover in roster, you have changing in philosophies and things like that. So um, you do have to get your team ready to play as good as you can. And um, Usually you have it right, what you think they're going to do, but early in the season you never know. So um, you got to be quick on your feet and, and uh, adjust where they need to be made. But, uh, you know, I think you make a good observation that, that our team needs to come out on Tuesday and, um, we need to establish uh, the things that we're going to do well all year and and, uh, and then make little adjustments on the fly to what we actually see, you know, the other opponent doing. And um, that's kind of a microcosm of your whole year, but, um, you know, it's definitely at the beginning of the year. You've got some pretty good hypotheses of what people are going to do, um, but you don't really know until you get out there. What do you want to do when you get out there with your team? What do you want to see them do? Well, I th- I, this team needs to play fast. You, you know, I, th- I think watching them um, over the, the course of, I guess, three months, three and a half months here, um, it's an athletic group. Uh, I, th- I think it's a group that can get after people on the defensive end. Um, you know, now we kind of play a different style. We we don't really extend our defense very much and things like that, but I still think it's a team that should be able to turn some people over. Um, you know, and once we do that, we need to get out and run. So, uh, we're, we we can really move, and you know, Aaliyah Dunham, who, who's new for us, she's pretty fast little point guard. Obviously, the stuff Savannah Wheeler has done over the years, um, and, and you know, we've got posts that can run as well. So, um, I think that's the first thing is you know establishing that we're going to play a little bit quicker than what what we've probably seen over over the last couple of years, you know, and and try to get a couple more possessions, especially Tuesday night. And uh, and see where it goes. We need to talk about Savannah just for uh, just for a second. I got scout earlier today. I was on Dan's media availability, and okay. I got to scout a little bit. Um, so Savannah is going to have number four as her jersey. Yep. So you're prepared for this. You're ready. Once again, we're going to go down the um, we're going to go down the roster. We're going to look at at numbers and we come to number four and we're going to start calling her four wheeler. You're ready for this, right? Four wheeler. Yep. That's exactly right. That's, that's the best nickname we've got on the team. And, um, I'm not going to give a shout out to the school that figured that out, but we've got a, a school close to us whose band started calling her. And we have, we do it unique because some of our team has ponytails, right? So right. we don't put our name above the number. We put it below which just further plays into the four wheeler. You know, it's we've got it teed up there for them to just say four wheeler. Um, but but that four wheeler is pretty good, and and we get a chance here to watch her play and, and coach her every day. And she she can really go, and she's improved a lot. I think you saw that from year one to year two, and now this is year three. And uh, you know, I'm I'm really excited about. She's preseason all conference, well deserved honor. Um, you know, and I also think that we put pieces around her that will help take some of the the 
the things that wore her down, the ball handling and, and defensive assignments and things like that, we've got others to take some of those loads. So um, I'm, I'm expecting big things from Savannah, uh, much like we were, you know, really from day one when she stepped on campus. Talk about your freshman, if you would. Uh, you mentioned you're putting pieces together surrounding her. Uh, you got a few freshmen on the roster. What are you hoping to see out of them? Yeah, I mean, the first one's Samantha LaFon, who was with us at, from Christmas on last year. And um, if you were in, you know, if you're in the building, she did a nice job of uh, of impacting some games last year. And that was a tough that was a tough thing to do because you know we had practiced for five months or whatever, and then she got dropped in the middle of that, needing to learn terminology and different things like that. But she's a super physical kid, plays really really hard, um, and and she's learning. And then uh, we've got Sofia Llanos out of Spain who is a freshman and, and trying to get adjusted to the American game, but she's long and she can shoot. And so it's kind of one of those things she puts her head down and works. Um, you know, I think she can come out the other side um, doing good things. Uh, you know, I, I think the, the bigger thing is the transfers for us, you know, Leah Dunham and Bree Furby. And, you know, those two are, are uh, they're grad transfers. They both had really successful careers at, at two other places. And, you know, if you come in and watch us practice, they do not look like players that just got here. And so I really, and we are really counting on them to, to really do big things. And we've seen that in the close scrimmage environments that we've been in. And, uh, you know, I think they're both growing in a different system and, and new roles here at Marshall, but I, I expect big things out of them. You look like you're going to have a fast team, long team, Where's the toughness come from? Where where do you point to toughness if you need it on that court? Yeah, that you know that's a good question, and and I think it's it's to me it's an easy one. And that it, you look at our experience back, we should have a whole bunch of them that knows what it takes to win. And uh, some of them, like the last two I just talked about, Bree, Furby, and, and Aaliyah Dunham, they're you know their experience, their hardening at the college level occurred somewhere else. But they have been in battles. Um, they have taken big shots and had the ball in their hands when it mattered. And, and then we have, a, a, somebody told me the other day, we have like 70% of our minutes back from last year. So, you know, through COVID, and that was, that was a wild year to play basketball, one of, the, one of the huge advantages was we had a lot of different lineups in. We had a lot of different players in. And throughout it all, they were able to get some really valuable experience. So... You know, we return a lot of experience that, that should have a better understanding of how to get things done and make those tough plays you talk about. And then the people that we added, you know, bring a wealth of that, you know, experience and, and should be toughness and things like that as well. So, uh, you know, I think from a coaching perspective, and you kind of know me, you've talked to me enough to know that I'm excited about recruits. I want them to prove it to me in game action. Uh, it's the same thing for that. You know, I, I think we should have a lot of different players that impact us from a toughness standpoint. But, you know, let me see it Tuesday night. Where does Lorelai Roper fit into all this? I haven't heard you mention her yet, and I know she's a big part of all this. So where does she fit? She is. She is, yeah. I mean, she's our starting center right now. And if you were in the, the building last year, she, she played that same role. And she is uh, she is one of those, I don't know how to – maybe articulated, but she's probably not going to score a lot. Sometimes she does, um, but she's kind of like a, 
I don't know if a free safety or strong safety. I don't know who sees everything and calls out defenses and stuff on the football field, but that's kind of the role that she does for us. She really, we try to keep her at the rim and contest shots and rebounds. Um, She's a tremendous communicator. She very much understands the things that she brings to the table to help us win. And um, she's had a good, she's had a good, you know, fall camp as well. And um, she's played well in, in some scrimmage actions and things like that. So, um, you know, we're looking forward to, to take off from where she was last year, which was very, very productive um, through the year. You know, Kennedy Colclaw inside too, which I haven't mentioned Kennedy. Kennedy's coming off at the, the end of the year last year. Her numbers were off the charts good. And, you know, she's a long post player. Really, those two can play together, which gives us length that we've really never had. Um, and then Kennedy can really score. So, uh, you know, there's depth inside there. Alexis Johnson. Um, comes back. She had some really good games, especially early last year. And, uh, you know, Sam, Ari Redman, who's a freshman who was hurt last year um, as well. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of pieces in there that I think can be can be impactful. Tony Kemper's my guest, Marshall's women's basketball coach. The women are in action against Bluefield State Tuesday night at the Cam Henderson Center at 6 p.m. Now that you've got everything moving again and more of a familiar rhythm. What are you seeing that maybe you missed out on with the way the last couple of seasons have gone with the schedule and everything that you've had to do to adjust to the new situation that we've been through? Well, I think I've probably learned more than I've, I mean, obviously it's much, we have some masking rules and things like that, but just being together is, is much easier than it was a year ago. So that is super helpful when you're trying to, you know, watch film, um, talk through different things in a, in a team setting, you know, that's much easier than it was a year ago. A year ago, there was zoom, small group, everything, that kind of stuff. Um, but I say, you know, I think from my perspective, I think you learned a lot about, I think any coach that went through that learned a lot about how to adapt different things and probably, uh, you know, if, there, there's things as a coach that you hold on to that you think is really valuable that, that you learn is that's probably not the difference between winning and losing games, you know? And I think COVID probably pushed you into some more efficiencies. Um, you know, we do our shoot arounds a little bit different now than we did before. And that was out of necessity because of back-to-back games. You know, um, we felt like that second day we still needed to get together, but you know, the old, the old way of shoot arounds is five hours before the game. You get together one hour worth of, you know, moving and working on the other team. And, um, you know, when you're playing on a Friday last year and then you're playing on a Saturday, um, you know, it's hard to find the time and you know how hard a turnaround that is for the players. So, you know, we learned how to kind of smash that in there right before the game. And I think it's better. So we're staying with it. So, you know, I, I think, it's we've evolved a little bit. Um, I think we've learned more things than, you know, it, it, it's definitely better, but I think if you went through it, you certainly gained some knowledge as a coach. And I, I know our staff feels the same way. Tony Kemper's my guest, Marshall women's basketball coach. Okay. The easy questions are over. Yep. Now it's time for the hard Can't ones. Wait this. Oh, okay. You know what it is. If you don't, you haven't been listening in the last couple of days. And, okay. and let me tell you, uh, 
Yeah, the answers I got were pretty good from Ari and from Coach Grassy. So, yeah, I'm just putting okay. you on spot. Now okay. that now that it's over, we've gotten the announcement. All the angst is over. You know, in the next couple of years, where Marshall will be as far as conference affiliation is concerned. You know, first of all, I just want to get your general thoughts on what that means for Marshall women's basketball, short term, long term. Yeah, if you can if you can quantify it that way. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I'm I'm really really excited about the Sun Belt, and I, I mean, I think probably from my perspective, I think the most exciting part is, I mean, I feel like, you know, decisions like this, we we were we were all in the same corner on this, but you know, coaches, fans, I, I feel like everybody's in the same in the same boat that this is a great great thing and and really good for Marshall. So I think that part is exciting. Um, you know, there's kind of a buzz in the air. And um, I don't know that from a conference perspective, we've had that for a while. So I think that's the thing that's probably the most exciting for me is it feels like we're all on the same page about it. So that that's exciting. I think when you look at women's basketball, um, I, I will start with the people coming in, you know, because I think when you look at James Madison, you look at Old Dominion and, you know, I'm going to put us in there too. We, if we were in the Sun Belt last year, we would have had the fourth highest RPI in that league. That is Marshall. Okay. And then ODU's obviously got national championships in women's basketball. And James Madison is a traditional colonial power. So the schools coming in, in, in basketball and women's basketball, they, they add a lot to a league that was already strong. You know, the powers that are in it right now, Troy has been really good over the last couple of years. They might be, they're either in the top 25 right now going into the season or they're borderline, you know, 26, 27, somewhere in there. So uh, maybe comparable to the Rice team that we've seen in here that was super good um, the last couple of years. But, um, you know, it, it's, I think it's going to be a really good league. I think it's going to be very similar to the one we were in. Um, I think it's a little bit, it's not real big. I think it's pretty fast. I think it's very guard heavy. Um, and I think that's a league that we fit nicely in. Um, so I'm excited about the regional nature of it. Uh, I still, you know, we're still going to have quite a few flights and things like that, but I do think that it's footprint and many of our games are going to be played in a footprint that that's very familiar to Marshall fans. And I, I think, uh, I hope it, it translates to people in the seats, both at home and on the road. As far as what this does for you now, I've asked this question a couple of times and everyone has a different response to it. For you, you're in Conference USA now. You're competing against Conference USA now. You're recruiting to make your team better at all times when you can go out on the road, when you can talk to recruits. How do you approach this to try to make your program better, leaving Conference USA, going into the Sun Belt? How does that work for you? Well, I think – you know, I think first of all, it it's going to be good for us because it's a footprint that we're already recruiting really hard. So, you know, we 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 definitely recruit Ohio already. That's going to continue, and there's really no difference between where we're going and and where we're at right now. So, you know, that's going to continue. But I think those, you know, the North Carolinas, the Virginias, those those areas, I think we open it up to it more. You know, they're going to play more games when you head south out of here. It, you know, Atlanta, that, that's a booming population. There's tons of good basketball players in Atlanta. 
Well, that market, I think, just became more open to us. You know, it used to be open, um, you know, because we could talk about, you know, you're going to play games in the neighborhood, basically, UAB and places like that. But now we're going to be right there. And so I think it I think it takes kind of the footprint that we're already many of the many of the teams at Marshall are already recruiting in. And I think it kind of expands it um, because we're going to be in there so much. So, um, you know, obviously it's an exciting time to go in the Sun Belt. I think anybody that follows athletics, which sometimes in my sport, that's me talking to mom and dad and, and the player listening to it a little bit, but maybe dad follows along with what goes on on ESPN. Um, and, and, you know, the women's basketball players kind of listening about where she's going to travel and different things like that. But it's still, there's still a buzz about going to Conference USA or, excuse me, going to the Sun Belt from Conference USA. And, and I think that's going to continue on in, you know, next couple of years for sure. Do opportunities like this help you as far as resources? I've heard that talked about in some of the different sports on campus, you know, the ability to offer more, to do more. Where do you see that going for you? Is that something that really is tangible to you at this moment? I mean, I think we're, I don't know yet. You know, I think it's definitely possible. I think when you look at it, hopefully we do. Um, hopefully the budgetary stuff is better because of where we're going. And then hopefully we're also saving a little bit on, you know, travel costs and different things like that. So, um, you know, I, th- I think some of those questions, uh, maybe I, I don't know the answer specifically in women's basketball, but, um, you know, I, I think obviously there's a lot of changes going on to Marshall and, and I see a lot of positives coming down the road. So, um, you know, we've already seen some good investments in women's basketball. I think, you know, there's, there's talk about facilities and different things like that, that if they happen. And, and one of the things about Marshall that I, it's very easy to see when you go here, when, when we build stuff, we build it very well. So, you know, if the Gullickson thing gets, gets going and different things like that, that's, that's only going to give us more things that attract, you know, the best women's basketball players that we can get to Marshall. And so uh, I'm excited to see what happens, um, you know, on top of this Sunbelt move over the next couple of years. Tony Kemper's my guest. Uh, I'll, I'll ask you this final question. Then uh, I know you're, you're you're busy, so you gotta you gotta go out there and get ready to to make Marshall women's basketball even better. No pressure there. As far as now with the schedule, you've, we've we've seen this team go through different iterations of a schedule, playing back to back, the travel. You're always going to have that. You know, what's your early impression of how this league is going to to handle scheduling and, and everything that goes along with it? Are you anywhere near those kind of conversations, interacting with with uh, your um, your colleagues and uh, the league? Where are you at right now just as far as what's this going to look like in a couple of years? Well, I, you know, and I probably should have said this a long time ago, my, my the, the closest colleague in that league that I have is Matt Daniel who was sitting in the chair that I was sitting in um, or was sitting in the chair that I sit in now um, a couple of years ago. So he's the head coach at Arkansas state. So kind of any question that I've had about the league, uh, you know, the Sun Belt, I've kind of run by him. I, I, I think that they're going to go through a period, you know, I, be, I believe there are 12 teams now. Um, I think there's 16 in it on paper right now. 
I, I do not know if it's going to remain at 16 or not. So I think there's quite a few questions still up in the air on what the ultimate schedule looks like, you know, uh, and I, I, Commissioner Gill has not called me to let me know what it's going to be yet. So, but I, I think there's some questions about how to play a 14, 16, 12, whatever it's going to be. So there's some things up in the air still that I'm sure we're going to hash out um, eventually, uh, but I haven't heard yet. Nice guy. I mean, I don't, uh, you know, I'm surprised he hasn't called you yet. I, I thought mean, he was great in yeah. there. I thought he was great, you know, and it's what a, what a cool thing to have him come to campus, you know, and it just kind of shows how, you know, that kind of came out in the press conference, like the Sunbelt really wanted us. And I think you could tell that by their outreach, I guess. But I, I, I thought he looked like a nice guy. He's got a lot going on right now. And I know eventually um, we're going to get to what our schedule looks like. But I, I think there are questions as to how you do, you know, how many teams are in it officially and when are we done? And then, um, you know, what do you do with whatever final number there is? You know, what makes the most sense for, for basketball? Tony Kemper joining me. Marshall Bluefield State, Tuesday night, 6 o'clock, Cam Anderson Center. Uh, you know you'll be back on soon. Don't worry about it. You're, you'll be back real soon. Well, I mean, you might, even, you might be even on before November 14th as uh, you take on my favorite team, Radford. There's, Radford. There's a story well, there. There's well, a, hopefully. There's a story we're, there. We're going to get a dub on Tuesday. We're going to play hard. Uh, we'd love to have a whole bunch of you in the stands, and, and then uh, we can talk after that. I'm fine with that. Sounds like a plan. Tony Kemper, my guest. Thanks, sir. Appreciate you as always. Thank you. When we continue, Dave Wilson. We'll talk to him. He's making the road trip. Dave, of course, part of that Thundering Herd broadcast team, and also you know him from his work with uh, with West Virginia Radio and, and Metro News. He's joining us on the program when we continue here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to the Thursday, November 4th edition. Your drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I want to welcome to the program now a good friend of mine. He covers the Thundering Herd, part of the Thundering Herd radio network. Also, you can hear him across various Metro News properties. He's Dave Wilson. I just want to uh, just want to catch up with you, brother. Really, that was it. That was the reason for the phone call yesterday. We haven't done this in a while. Well, that was it. I, well, I appreciate it, Paul. Yeah, it has been a while. It has. I mean, there's nothing really going on. I mean, football game, I guess. We could talk about that. Conference realignment. I mean, that's a thing, I suppose. Um, wow. Let's uh, let's talk about how busy we've been this week with all the fun things we've had to talk about. And I'm sure it's made your life a lot easier uh, in your day-to-day work with Metro News. Well, you know uh... – just when you think things will slow down a little bit, uh, you get teed up with, you know, the, the official announcement of the Sunbelt Conference. You got uh, the East Division on the line this week. Uh, if you've been following soccer, you know, the regular season conference championships on the line uh, tomorrow night as well. So there's, there's plenty of stuff going on this time of year. Basketball is getting started. I mean, that's right around the corner, Paul. So uh, it's, it's a busy time of year, but it's a good time of year. Yeah. But, I talked to Dan earlier today. Probably not going to get to that today, but I did talk to him. I can say that for sure. Um, you know how Dan is. Uh, he's just he's he's ready to go. He's uh, he he just wants to go play basketball. And you know, Chris Grassy yesterday, I talked to him, Dave, and you know he's pretty much already lining out 
well, West Virginia is getting going to be in this thing, and South Carolina is going to be in this thing, and you got Central Florida going to be in this thing, Kentucky's going to be in this thing, and I'm just sitting there going, are you sure you really want to tell me this now? I mean, <laughs> just uh, you know, just just right under the radar, casual as can be. Like, yeah, it's going to be a really good soccer league with these schools in it. So yeah, that's where we're at this week. Yeah, I was, you know, people have been asking me about uh, the funny thing is soccer and, and what happens to those affiliate schools that were coming into Conference USA, West Virginia included. And uh, my answer, standard answer has been, well, they want them to come with them. And from the sounds of things, that that's going to be the case. So, you know, a lot of eyes looking toward the future this week, Paul. And I think fans seem to be excited about the move. Uh, anytime you have change, there's excitement. And you know, I think it's a it's a change for the better. Conference USA's been good, uh, but uh, you know you have to look toward progress. You have to look toward um, you know moving up, and uh, this this change was necessary given the landscape. So uh, to all of that, I say yeah, uh, you know a lot of exciting stuff going on. Dave Wilson's my guest. Uh, he covers the Thundering Herd, part of the radio network, also with uh, West Virginia Radio Corporation Metro News and. You've got Marshall FAU coming up on Saturday. You're going to be able to make the trip down. Uh, this is, as you mentioned, an important game, I think, because Marshall has to win out. Just plain and simple. Marshall has to win out, and this is going to be probably, uh, to date, the biggest obstacle for the Thundering Herd in that regard. Uh, FAU going to the American in a couple of years, and I'm sure – that program would like to prove why it's going to the American and Marshall, of course, would like to just win the East division. Well, uh, I think all of the above there, Paul, when you look at the conference USA East division, you've got FA, you've got Marshall, you've got Western Kentucky, all three and one uh, in the, in the conference right now. So, and they all three still have to play each other. Western and uh, FAU will meet up on November 20th. And of course, Marshall and, uh, WKU on November 27th. So, hey, you know, whoever wins this game tonight is in the driver's seat. You'll be able to control, uh, you know, how you finish. If you win out, you're going to win the East Division. It's as simple as that. Um, you know, the loser of this game tomorrow night's not out of it, but you're going to need some help from somewhere else uh, to, you know, to overcome that obstacle. So, you know, I mean, it sounds simple. Um, but you just go down, you take care of business. This is a good FAU football team. Uh, you look at the quarterback, uh, Nikosi Perry, very athletic. He, he's a playmaker, uh, forward in the backfield. I mean, they've got guys. I mean, it's Florida, Paul. You know, you can you can walk out of the you know back door of your house, trip and fall, and you're going to hit a Division One football player. Uh, so they've got talent. It's a very talented team. But like you said, uh, you got to go on the road. So. Uh, we'll see if Marshall continues to play the way it has played the last three games. Uh, you know, there's no reason you can't come home with a victory on Saturday evening. Dave Wilson's with me. I know you're excited that you're making this trip to FAU because here in a couple of years, you might not get to make that trip to FAU or to <laughs> FIU. Uh, instead, you'll be making those trips to the Atlanta area a little bit more. And I, I almost think that's a pretty good trade-off right there. I don't know how you feel, but... I kind of like that. Maybe that's a good trade-off. Get maybe, maybe you can catch a catch a, a an Atlanta Falcons game uh, while you're down there. I, I don't know. 
Now what's your schedule looks like? Well, I mean, I mean, you are giving up Florida in November, Paul. Okay. I mean, going to Florida in November is not a bad deal at all. Well, you can go no. to the Boca Bowl again, uh, as uh, the bowl projections have. <laughs> I tweeted that out yesterday, and it's like, really again, Boca? Okay. I mean, hey, I'll take any bowl game, especially if it's uh, again Florida this time of year is not a bad deal. My only fear is, Paul, you know, when Appalachian State is a conference opponent, we're headed to Boone in uh, late November rather than, you know, uh, early September. Much different weather-wise when you go to Boone in November, as you well know from the Southern Conference days. So I love the Southern Conference uh, days, hey, though. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take Florida in November. No complaints here at all. I love the Southern Conference days. Uh, Georgia Southern, Appalachian State. I mean, come on, can we um, can we get Furman to move up here a little bit? Is there room for Furman if James Madison doesn't want the with the shot? I mean, what can we do here? Um, Chattanooga, can we get Chattanooga? I would take that. You want Chattanooga back? Oh, I want Chattanooga back. I sure do. You know, I don't care about them in football. Everything else, though, I do. <laughs> well, you know, you've got the ADs here there, Paul. So just uh, you know, start. Uh, Drop that suggestion in there. See what you can make happen. I might have to do that. I do have his ear. I also have the commissioner's ear, uh, and I met their media oh, person. Yeah. And let me tell you, Dave, it's going to be nice in this conference. I'm just going to tell you that right now. From our point of view, it's going to be nice. Well, I think there are going to be a lot of things that are nice about the conference. You know, selfishly, from our point of view, yes. But uh, being able, just being able to get to games, and you look at that, you know, that East Division, you know, being able to go to Boone, being able to go to Coastal Carolina, being able to go to JMU, you know, those are, you know, ODU, uh, those are easy to get to games. Even if you're going to Georgia Southern, uh, you know, down, that's not the worst trip in the world. It's much better than trying to go to Denton, Texas or San Antonio or, uh, you know, you know, some of the places we've had to go the last, you know, few years. And, you know, that's what I'm looking forward to, Paul. I think it's going to be great for the fans. It's going to be great for the Olympic sports uh, who have to travel during the week. It's a great. It's going to be a great baseball conference, uh, you know. So, you know, maybe maybe it's the newness of it. Maybe it's the excitement. But I think this is a uh, as good of a move as the athletic department has made in a, in a while. So, uh, you know, looking forward to it. Dave Wilson's with me, of course. He's all over the place. Uh, okay, so. Your schedule is this. You're going to take the flight tomorrow. You know, and that means no high school football Friday night for you. So that's the only bad thing about it, right? Other than that, it's going to be you take the flight to Florida and you suffer through all of the things that Florida is. Yeah, you know, it'll, it'll be tough in Florida. Now, I will be, yeah, I will probably have uh, Fred and Dave on tomorrow night. Uh, in Florida because, you know, they're going to set the set the rankings tomorrow night, Paul. You, you set the playoff seedings and you figure out who's in, who's out. You know, uh, I got to keep up with that because next week the, you know, the tournament starts, as they say. Playoffs? So I got to keep up. I got to, you know, the Highlanders are going to go in at number one. You know, Cabell Midland's probably going to be four or five. I got to keep up with this stuff, Paul. And Spring Valley, after the first week, if successful, will earn itself a trip to Martinsburg. Um, more than likely. Yep. And, you know, Spring Valley is, what, the only team in the last how many years in state to beat this, Mar you know, to beat Martinsburg? Twice. That's going to be a fun matchup. Twice. If it all comes to fruition in week two of the playoffs. So Yeah. 
you know, it's just a great time of year. Can you imagine Spring Valley beating Martinsburg for three straight t- tries? Three straight? Um, That's unheard of. I'm trying. <laughs> you know, it's a, and I know Spring Valley went there last year, but you know as well as I do, Paul. It's it's a different uh, it's a different ball game when you have to go up to Coburn Field and you have to make the long trip. That's about as long of a trip as you have in West Virginia, you know. Uh, Campbell County up to Berkeley County because there's no good way to get there. No, it's like it's and, like a tripping uh, conference know, USA. Really, is what it is. <laughs> it's the equivalent to going to UTEP in conference USA, right? Fair, very fair. Uh, so yeah, but but you know, I don't think Spring Valley is going to be intimidated if they have to go up to Coburn Field and in a few weeks. So I'm I'm looking forward to to that matchup somewhere down the road. There's just a lot. It's it's a great time of year. I told you, Paul. You got football going on. You got postseason high school football. Basketball is just about to tip off for the real thing. So I can't, you know, other than baseball, when it opens up in the spring, this is the best time of year. Dave Wilson with me from Metro News. You'll be on the trip tomorrow. Uh, I would say um, enjoy. You've got Bill Cornwell going to be on that trip as well. Is he going with you guys or just going on his own? I I haven't got the lay of the land on this one yet. I, I heard. Cornwell has his own private jet taking him to uh, Boca. You know I why? I confirmed those reports, but that's what I've heard. Because he's friends with Brad D. Smith. That's why. Is that? That's probably what it is. <laughs> um, hey, if that's what your sources are telling you. By the that's way, what your sources are telling you. By the way, I had to meet him after he was done with your interview. Well, I mean. Your he's interview. Got his priorities. Yeah, it's like, hey, can we get the can we get him on? And, and Cornwell's like, sorry, he's got a previous uh, interview. I'm like, what do you mean a previous interview? It's an hour and fifteen minutes away from mine. Come on, <laughs> way to go, Dave. Hey, good job, hey, by the way. Bill, hey, let me tell you, Bill Cornwell takes care of me. Just you keep that in mind, Bill. Bill Cornwell, he he takes care of me like that. I so, never thought I, I'd have to fight for his loyalties, but okay, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see what it's come down to. I got to fight for Bill Cornwell's loyalty. <laughs> I'll remember this, Dave. I will remember this. Have a have a safe trip, man. Enjoy. Uh, enjoy. We'll talk to you soon. We'll do it more often. I know it's going to be crazy uh, here in the next few days for you, but uh, enjoy. And uh, I'll catch up with you here after you're, you're back home, and uh, we know where everybody's going in the playoffs. All right, man. Sure. Anytime. You've got the number. Anytime. Dave Wilson, West Virginia Metro News, and, of course, he'll be part of the Marshall broadcast on Saturday. Quick timeout, and we'll wrap it up here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. I did promise Dan D'Antoni on the program, and regrettably, I cannot cannot honor that promise regrettably. Back tomorrow, we will have some Dan D'Antoni for you. we got high school football coming up tomorrow as well. We're going to get into all of the matchups you need to know about. That's coming up tomorrow and the news of the day. Everything on the Friday edition. I hope you've enjoyed the Thursday edition of the show. We'll be back tomorrow. And if you come into the show late at any time and you want to catch it, you missed something, you want to go back and listen to it, all you have to do is uh, you can go to our website, wrvc.com. You can find the podcast there. You can go to Apple Podcast and be a follower. You can find the show on Stitcher Radio, 
Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, you can follow us and get the podcast delivered to your favorite podcast app. Of course, you can listen to it live right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And you can also do it on our app. we got a great app. You can get on our website, wrvc.com. You can listen to the stream live. And there's actually a podcast section where you can listen to past episodes. So if you want to keep it all in one app, you can download our app. Go to wrvc.com, and you can get set up there. Fun show. I thought we had a really fun time today with Tony Kemper, Dave Wilson. I appreciate both of them joining me on the show. I'm going to be back here tomorrow. We'll do it all over again. Then we have got football on Saturday. And then we'll get ready for the week. Exhibition basketball on Sunday, of course. But uh, for our purposes, tomorrow's show, Saturday, pregame, game, and postgame. Busy weekend as the uh, cliche goes. And we're going to be here for all of it right here on ESPN. 94.1 and AM 930. So until tomorrow, have a great night, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W231BS Huntington, broadcasting from the Oscars Breakfast Burgers and Brew Studios. This is ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.